everyone races differently. Everyone has different strategies. And sometimes, look, we got cameras on bikes now. And people say, what should I have done? Mark Tucker asked that very question. What should I have done at the Chowchilla Crit? I'm going to look at the video. I'm going to review it. And we're going to tell exactly what Mark should have done like I would know. But we'll just give some friendly insight. And maybe do a little comparison with the Sean Begley camera on his bike for the same one. Welcome, everybody, to the Between Two Wheels podcast, episode 236. It's a Friday. I'm sorry. Am I, it's, it's early. I'm just going to post this out real quick. Um, I'd love to do a whole Jiro review or analysis or, or preview show. Uh, the problem I have, though, is for my third daughter, my third oldest child, I have four, um, she's taking her driver's test today, and so I'm going to get there to get the uh, car for her because she uh, she likes mine. So she's going to take it, and then we got three kids driving. Yeah. Big weekend ahead. Um, son supposedly uh, flying in to see me, and anyway, big big things, a lot of stuff on on tap. I have work, so um, it's early. It's uh, what time was it here? It's 10:52, uh, so I got just a little bit of time. Uh, maybe we'll walk, also walk through a, a little bit about. Uh, the race is coming up and do a little little talk about some of the stuff that we've had. Volta Algarve, I know, is happening. A little boring there for me, uh, but the Giro. The Giro is happening, and everyone should be super excited about the Giro coming up. Tomorrow we've got uh, the – let's take a look at the – what do we have here? It starts on Saturday in Torino. We talked about that last time, a little northeastern corner up there. Uh, we're doing an individual time trial. It's not called the prologue. It's called the time trial. It's going to be 16, what is it, nine kilometers, pretty flat. Who's going to win it? I don't know. Um, I'll have to do a, a show based on that at some point as well. But, but, this is what I say, but, but, but. We're going to talk uh, this week uh, just about a bike race. So we had Masters Racing happening over in Chowchilla. Um, let's take a look at Mark Tucker has a video here and he posted on it's like 14 minutes he does like the last six laps uh we can go back a little bit let's see at the 726 he is right in the front of the field um with like six or so laps to go uh, I think we'll mute his volume and he has got Sayers on his wheel he's riding out front uh if you've ever seen this course um this section here where they're at right here it's a bottom corner and they take it into the last, and it's, it's kind of everything's headwind except for one little section here. Um, so I think at some point, I think it's on the next lap here, like five to go. There's already one gentleman up the front. Mark's riding the front a lot. Sayers is doing the thing where he just saves energy. That's kind of key. But here, Tucker just moves some separation, and he gets on up the road, puts out some nasty watts, and it takes him about a lap to catch the guy up front. Now this guy up front, he's hanging on for dear life most of the the rest, <laughs> the rest of the race, and obviously pretty strong to be uh, out there. So, Mark, I'm going to click through here just to kind of get to the spot that I want to watch here. Um, there's some lapped riders out here, so this is a lapped rider that he's going past. I think that some of the women had gone in a split field with them. So look at that, four laps to go. Just missed the the card here. Let's see if we go back here, uh, and you can see it. Four laps to go. Four laps to go. There's one rider up front. There's the field behind, and Mark Tucker makes a huge move to catch up to the gentleman uh, up the road. And he does so right about, uh, there's the guy up there, lets him know, and it's right about a, a lap from where he took off in this back section here, this long, if you could look down at the bottom left here, the, the course, um, 
on this section here. This is about where Mark took off a lap ago. So what we don't know going on behind is that Mike Sayers decides that this is a winning move. Remember, we just saw four laps to go there. And so at four laps, Mike takes off and it takes him about a lap, I think, or so to actually, you can see from the rear camera. Um, so yeah, three laps to go, three laps to go. And you don't see anybody uh, approaching from behind. We're like, boom. Then there's Mike Sayers closing very quickly. Now, Mike has a kick on him. If you don't know Mike Sayers, he's a former pro. He races uh, in the Masters with us now. He does some P12 races as well. He doesn't do uh, a ton of training from what he did before. But the guy is always fit and he's always dangerous and he's always willing to do this, get in a break and push it. So he catches up. Now, you've got a few things here to keep in mind. What are your strengths of these riders? Well, this rider out front here, um, I'm not sure who he is. He had been out there all day. He's a little bit withered compared to these other guys. And so I don't know him, but what's Mark Tucker's strength compared to uh, Mike Sayers? Now I've just seen the, the I know I've raced against Mike and um, I have a decent sprint. Um, I've been able to pip him a few times. He's beat us. Then he ha goes against our number one sprinter, John Novikov, and John can really sprint and does well and Mike sprints well, okay? Especially in the master's field, he knows how to place himself. So I would say that's his key strength. Mike Sayers' key strength is the sprint. And then compared to Mark Tucker. Mark, I don't know uh, if you sprint as good as some of the other riders, but you definitely are a breakaway rider, okay? So we've seen you win on that. If it's a small break, you probably can beat, you know, it's a gentleman that's that's <laughs> yo-yoing off the back. Mike Sayers, in this point, you're going to come with two laps to go. He said, shook his head. Now, I talked to Mike, actually, and he said that he, um, he Mark gave him a lot of trouble in some of these wind sections, either catching up to him or, or uh, on in the section. In, in, in fact, Mark's on the front here doing a lot of work. Three to go. Now, they inevitably stay away, okay? So with the stay away in mind, um, so coming up here, two to go. Two to go, what should be play to your strengths, right? And also, what do you have behind you? Now, Mark does have teammates behind him that uh, I think they sprint pretty good. And we're going to see in Bagley's video here, those guys are out leading the, the charge. Um, they're not going to catch him, but they're at least doing a lead out. So you got some sprinters. So you start to play these games, uh, which is, do I go all in and just guarantee myself a podium spot from Mark Tucker's point of view, or, you know, any of these others? Sayers has no teammates. He's all in. He needs to go all in. Now, he, he can also say, look, if we get caught and I haven't done too much work, I can sprint when the when the group catches me. That's a little bit more risky. It's better to go one for, you know, one out of three here. Your chances are, of winning are much higher than getting caught. But Mike Sayers is willing to put that on the line, I would imagine here, to, to kind of risk it. Um, now, so should Tucker, should Tucker put that on the line? Um, his chances are not as high as Mike Sayers of winning here. He bridged up just like Mike did. So they both had to expend that amount of energy. Who has been saving the most energy in the field up to this point? I would venture to guess Mike Sayers has been doing a little less work all along. And we'd have to watch the whole video. I'm just saying, Mark Tucker, that's, that's something to work on. Conserving energy and only using it when you actually need to, rather than being on the front just because you're, you're one of the strongest guys. Two laps to go here, so that starts to play into it. Let's watch now. Should what Mark's concerned? If you listen to, and I just I, I hadn't watched this before, so I just decided to check this out, and I was clicking through a little bit. He seemed to be concerned about the riders behind. Totally understandable, and we'll see here at the end that was actually somewhat justified. So then, um, when you ask what should I have done, it depends what your goal is. 
is your goal to get second place, to get third place, or to win? And if it's to win, then I would say you're going to have to perhaps not do as much work on the front, force Sayers to do more, and maybe he's going to be more concerned about. But if you're doing the work, then he's just going to sit there. He's not going to be forced to come around as much as you might want him to. Um, okay, so we got two laps to go here. This other gentleman, you can see at some points he gets gapped a little bit. And uh, Mark actually made, I, like I said, I was clicking through and I just showed a few comments. Okay, so Sayers does take this. This is the one tailwind section. So Sayers is doing some smart things. He's working on the front in the tailwind section and then being able to get on and sit on in the windy sections where Mark was able to take control. And although Mark can make you hurt on those things, you're actually probably getting a much better benefit on the tailwind sections than you would be on the others. Now look, you're going 25 miles an hour here on the tailwind. Um, how much work is Sayers going to be doing? Well, let's see uh, when they have a little bit of a gap. So my suggestion here would be, once again, play to your strengths and what are your strengths? Sayers strength is probably closing down a move and jumping from uh, in a sprint, okay? Tucker's is, is more likely a, in a breakaway and creating some separation. Um, if you're going to sit out front and hurt and let them sit on, maybe um, at some point, I think Tucker, and this is what it would be my suggestion, is you needed to make some moves from the front group to try to get away. What would be the worst? Worst is they catch you and they beat you in the sprint, which is what you're going to do. But that is your strength is to move away. So don't just think, okay, I'm in the breakaway. Now I'm just going to go the heads up. We're going to take it to the line and make sure we break from those people. No, your new move, I would suggest, Mark, is to disrupt this group. One, get rid of this other guy. So Sayers doesn't have much choice but to either pull through or to um, sit on you. Uh, right here, there's some separation. You're going to go into one to go. It's in the crosswind. You say here, oh, I, I, they should hurt too. Well, you sh and, I, and I know you're going 430 something here. You need to actually probably get up, do a sprint and actually a full on attack. This is just a right away. It's not enough. Uh, this other guy is doing <laughs> doing good work for Mike Sayers. It's almost like he's a teammate back there designating himself to third slash maybe fourth. We'll see on the day. Um, and he's willing to not only pull you back, but to come through. So I think this this one, one to go. Um, I think that actually hurt Sayers um, a little bit there. He's trying to hold on. They're doing some work. So my, uh, Mark, you could have probably attacked in that section, gone you know hard, um, and if you create some distance, you likely are going to hold them to the finish. <clears throat> if not, you've probably got enough where they're going to have to make a hard move to catch up to you. You kind of let it coagulate back into a group. Sayers, once again, takes the tailwind section. And because why? Because he's almost a lap out. He'll do some work here. And then he wants to be able to recover on your wheel when he is in the slipstream and you are full on in the wind. Once again, um, Sayers doing 25 miles an hour here. It's kind of skip up until, um, so you're still on. There you go. You take the lead. Now we're going to 26 and there's two guys from the field that are chasing behind. So 26, 27, Mark has no problem ramping 28, uh, ramping 29, <laughs> ramping up the speed, going into a hard uh, headwind cross section here. He's probably gonna hold the, the pace just as high. So he's doing a lot of good work for the two behind him. Once again, you gotta understand what is your goal 
for each of these riders. I think rider uh, in between, sandwiched in between here, his goal is I've been off all day. Um, if these guys fall, I, I've got a good chance. I'm probably not going to win in a sprint, but he's doing everything he can to stay on. And I think that's great. I mean, at least podium, get yourself some recognition and some reward for doing a lot of work on the day. However, Sayers and Mark Tucker, Look at that, 30 miles an hour going into the final corner you've been pulling for that whole back section. And now there's two people starting to catch up. Mike Sayers hits on the in the wind protection, although he does go on the wind side here and sit well, because there's those two other riders there. Hits the gutter and immediately he's gone. Uh, we don't show the front camera here, but I think he wins by 10 bike lengths. He's got this gentleman that had been bridging up. See, there's a lot of strength here. 900 watts you're doing here, Mark Tucker. Um, once again, jump on the backside, make them bridge, and maybe you have a chance of getting the win, going all for none. You've won plenty of races in your day to uh, go for it on that side. And once again, play to your strength, and that usually is the way to uh, do it the best. So um, what I'm going to do now is share the screen and look at the Mark Tuck, uh, sorry, Sean Bagley um, clip here of the last um, lap of the race and see how close the field was actually getting now he's on super dave's uh wheel um and he could have a little volume i'm probably not going to be able to hear that so they go just went through that um tailwind section and i believe uh bagley is leading out for his teammate probably bart and so you can see up in the front though the velo kings are up there um once again i'll have to look at the results to see where everyone was grable maybe maybe was a result had a good result here so bagley's having to go up the side he's leading his guy out he's getting him up to the front you got the velo kings guy up here you had one it might be jason Griffith over there a thirsty bear uh so velo kings are doing and once again that's what i'm saying about kind of leading into with mark tucker so they're not going to get the the field here or, or three off the front and then the two extra guys in there that they they made a breakaway um but velo kings had some riders they're doing, you know, for the sprint, you know, so you don't have to be pulling. And once again, that's even what Sayers is probably thinking up there. He's got teammates behind. You do the work. Um, but do you have to? Super Dave Coswell goes up. Velo Kings, I think that might be one of their guys, as well as um, Sean Begley's teammates finishing off the sprint. You can see that they did not catch the break. Well, there you have it. That mark tucker would be my suggestion of what could i have done um race it to your strength rather than putting yourself into the position where you're actually racing to um mike sayer's strength mike does definitely does does work that he needed to he bridged up he did the smart thing there mark uh sayers is always thinking remember he doesn't have teammates either so you've got to think about it on that side you had teammates behind if you have a sprinter behind um then maybe you just don't have to do the work um he's telling you you do you don't have to listen to what he says. Think about what's best in your interest and do it from there. Um, once again, his sprints, um, Sayers' uh, biggest power shot is here is his sprint and his ability to attack. Uh, you've seen how he won this race before the last time, even though he posted up early. Didn't see the front camera here, so we didn't see if we posted up early on this one. Uh, I don't think he did. Um, but coming into the last corner, jumping early, because he's not the best sprinter, but he's definitely a guy that can hold a long sprint. So he goes quick, he takes you by surprise, he gets some separation, and then he holds that off. He would have done that here. He went from the corner and and held off Mark Tucker quite easily, it looked like. Uh, at that point, Mark was trying to hold off third place in, the, in that instance. So 
once again, I would suggest, Mark, maybe with a lap to go, you attack and you attack hard and you see what happens there trying to get separation and going solo rather than put your, yourself. Now, if it was just you and that other guy, you, you have it. You and, and someone else, the mediocre, but you brought in uh, the guy that won the field last time. You got it and brought in the guy that wins field sprints all the time in our master's situation. That is not, you took him into the perfect thing. Look, as Mike Sayers comes in, he challenges um, John Novikov, uh, any of these other master sprinters that we have, and he has a full field. You have 70 riders, 50 riders, and he will win out of that. So one out of 50, he's the best in that scenario in a field sprint. Often that happens. Put him in one out of three, he's got his chances are even better. I take myself, you give me a one out of 10, I'm, it depends on who it is, uh, I have a really good chance as well. Put me in the field, it, you know, your chances obviously diminish. You got all kinds of factors that play into it. He can go clean to the line, everything he wanted. And um, Mark Tucker kind of brought him into that place. I don't know, disappointing maybe for you, Mark. Uh, not so much for Sayers or the guy uh, behind, but um, we live and you learn. Okay, let's, let's go real quick here. Let's actually do a little segment on some of the stages of coming from the Juro, and then we will be done and out of here and... I'll get to go home and see if my daughter actually uh, passes her, her driver's test. And I hope she does. Okay, let's share the screen. We've got the Giro coming up Saturday, the 8th, TT. Um, I think the first time, it's a little disappointing for me, but the first time you really have the significant climb, stage four, well, I guess that's not too bad. Stage four, you're gonna get some good climbing going in here. Um, stage six on Thursday ends with a mountaintop. Otherwise, you've got some flat stuff. And let's take a look at the, the distances. 173, 87, 871, 50, 178, 173. I'm trying to see. Okay, we finally get our first 200-kilometer day on a Thursday on stage 12. 197, a 205 with a massive climb up to the Zonkalon. That's pretty uh, tough climb there. Uh, 212, another 193. So you got some decent ones here, especially out in the mountains. I was going to see if they had any super short um, stages, uh, like the 100 kilometer days or anything, you know, tricky like that. You got a 140, but it's not a climby day. I like to see the short ones with a lot of kick to them. Um, so we got one time trial here, uh, starting off at nine kilometers, fairly flat. This is going to, you know, be for the power guys. Um, where's another time trial? Another time trial, the very finished day, 29.4 kilometers. So. That to me is going to be somewhat of an interest um, due to the fact that you're ending on an almost 30 kilometer time trial. Now, granted, you go back to the 80s uh, or even before there, they were doing 50, 60 kilometer time trials uh, even further than that. Uh, so, you know, and so that really wiped out the climbers. But it'll be interesting to see how that's going to shake itself out if you've got a rider that, you know, Tail Gagan Hart, as an example, much like last year going against Jai Hindley, where you come into the last stage and it's just going to overwhelmingly be in favor of, oh, you had that in the Giro um, a few years ago when Tom Dumoulin won, coming against Nairo Quintana. You know, he was able to, to sweep him up. Uh, Ineos descending Bernal, Castroviejo, Philip Ogana. Now, once again, Philip Ogana lost a time trial a few weeks ago. Rob Dalto and I had talked about um, him winning, you know, all of the time trials. We'll have to add this up, go look back at our prediction and see how far off we were. Um, Pavel Sivakov, he said he wouldn't be going to the Giro unless he was uh, planning to win it. Once again, you do not see uh, Tail Gegenhardt, so he is not going to be defending his, himself there. AG2R, I think you're getting 
Well, uh, Larry Warbass is, is taken in there. I th- uh, no, th- no, no, no. Alpacin Phoenix. No one. Tim Miller. You're going to see him in the sprints. Andre Giacconi. I think they have a few riders, but we're not going to really talk about them. Astana. Going with Vlasov. You've got uh, Sanchez. Otherwise, Izaguri. Nothing nothing too great there. Bahrain. We're going to. Mikhail Landa has been fourth there. Pal Babao. He's been coming up and up on all those. Uh, otherwise, as far as GC goes, nothing. Demiano Caruso, he can help out quite nicely. Uh, Bora, sending Peter Sagan, uh, Bachman, um, who else? Fila Goschartner. So that's they have at least two guys for the GC, and then we'll see what uh, Peter Sagan can do there. Viviani going in for Kofidis. Uh, to quick step, bring in Evan Pohl. He hasn't done any racing so far, so this will kind of be his lead up. I wouldn't expect much out of him, but you do have Jao Almeida, who was kind of the renaissance from last year. Uh, James Knox can help him on the climbs. Remy Cavagna, he's been um, quite deadly last few years, uh, learning from his Tour of California escapades and kind of gets in the breakaway. Hugh Carthy, remember he was, I think, 12, 11th year, uh, two years ago. And then last year he was, you know, top three in the, in the Vuelta. So he's coming back. TJ Van Goderen, did you know he was still racing? Yeah, he's going to be there. Um, Jonathan Caedo, uh, Alberto Bediol, Ruben Guerrero, Jens Kukler. Um, by the way, EF, which I do like their jerseys here. Of course, they come into the Giro, just like last year. They have to do a funny kit, a mix-up kit. I don't know why, but they're doing that. Uh, Gupama, Rudy Millard, Reichenbach. I don't really see anybody else I'd be too worried about there. Um, Wanti Gobert. Let's keep going. Israel, Dan Martin. This is making his big, big move in this race. Uh, Patrick Bevin for them as well. Alessandro Dumarche, Alex Dowsett, Jumbo sending George Bennett, but his his um, support is Tobias Foss. Okay, Dylan Gronewagen. That's kind of the big news. Dylan Gronewagen coming out in there. There was some contact controversy, I guess, that he and um, Fabio Jacobson met. They had kind of talked it out. He mentioned it. Hey, I don't want to say much about it, but we did meet, and we kind of you know spilled our hearts out. By the way, our lawyer our lawyers were with us. And then Fabio comes out and says, oh, what's he talking about? He's he's talking about this situation. We weren't supposed to say anything. He hasn't even apologized to me personally. And I'm like, well, you were meeting with your attorneys. I don't know what it is over there in Europe, but, you know, apologies could be seen as a sign of uh, guilt. And so there might be a liability issue there. And I know he reached out initially and you said, ah, it's too early for me to, to hear anything from him. I don't know. This seems like a stupid controversy to keep going on about. Mark Soler. Um, Zimney's one of his best-looking riders of the year. He's going to be there for movie star, as is the American, Mateo Jorgensen. Team Bike Exchange, Simon Yates. I think he is one to watch. Definitely, he's been riding just a little bit different the last few years. Mikhail Nieve to help support him. Yul Jensen, Kangert, Meyer, uh, Cameron Meyer, and Nick Schultz. he got a decent group there for him. Jai Hindley comes in second place last year for Team DSM. He's also bringing Roman, Bar- Roman Bardet. We haven't seen much out of him for several years. A little bit of a disappointment. Michael Storer, Nicholas Roach, Max Cantor, Chris Hamilton. Decent. And Chris Hamilton has been climbing walls uh, as well. Uh, Nikias uh, Arndt. Team Kambeka, Giancomo Nozolo on the sprint side. Victor Campanarts for um, showing his jersey and trying to get dates. I don't know if he does much else besides kind of Race crazy. Um, Domenico Pozzavivo for them. Max Walsheed. Uh, Chuck Sigafredo, Vincenzo Nibali, Giancarlo Brambilla, and Gillo 
Giulio Caccioni. Caccioni. Um, Caccioni uh, was got the mountain jersey here. I want to say 2019, 2019. Also in the Tour de France a year, winning up the Pontchevel. Did he win up Pontchevel? I almost think he did, and took the yellow jersey uh, for a moment there until the next day when um, Alaphilippe took it back, or took it over. And in the UAE Emirates, you've got Davide Formolo, Joe Dombrowski, another American, Diego Luisi, uh, Max Trucchese, Sebastian Milano, Fernando Gaviria. We'll see how he does in the sprints. Alessandro Convi and Valor Conti. So you're really looking at Formolo for the team lead there. And who knows what else you're going to have. Let's do one thing here to see if there's any news on cycling news. And then we can head out for the weekend. And I hope you enjoyed a little bit of this. Um, Philippe York's Julia's favorites. Okay, nothing there. Uh, Landa, Julia Italia could be my first Grand Tour win. Okay, buddy, you keep trying. Uh, he's always trying. Ghana gets all new Pinarello. Okay, that's interesting. Quebec Assis announces multi-year deal with Goodyear, hitter of the Giro. Froome hits back. Those that say I'm finished make me laugh. Well, okay, <laughs> what is what is your proof to show that you're back at it? Um, and Sam Bennett wins stage three of the Volta Algarve. It's been kind of boring for me lately. Uh, Hater for Ineos ended up winning um, stay the first stage there. And uh, the second stage, the mountains there. And it wasn't all, all that impressive. I know Team Rally is out there racing that. Anyway, that's, that's all we have today, folks. Hope you had a good one. Hope you enjoyed the little breakdown. Nothing against Mark Tucker. Nothing against Sayers. Um, you just said, what should I have done? I think what you should have done, because you are a beast, Mark Tucker, is attack on that last, make them chase. They're going to have to get up to you and then and, and, and do that. Use your strength, which is beast mode against them. Always play, play to your strength rather than playing into uh, something like Sayers, which happened. I don't know what you're going to do there. Uh, Sayers is a, is a good sprinter and he's a smart rider, but you can be smart as well. And if you do... I think the chances are high of getting more wins. I'm just looking for a win. Anybody want to give me a win? All right. That's all we have today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Between Two Wheels podcast, episode 236. The Giro's coming up. One of my favorite races of the year. It's May. My birthday's in May. It's Italy. It's a great landscape. And um, looking forward to it. Take care.